Do you dream of being a guest on podcasts rather than just the host? Well, today I have a special treat for you. My guest, Christina Linkowski, is a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors who are looking to expand their credibility and go from best-kept secret to go-to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. In 2019, after 13 years of working in the PR realm, Christina discovered what being a guest on podcasts did for her online business. And since then, she's dedicated her work to helping other business owners, particularly women, see the same kind of results. I'm excited to introduce Christina today and to let you know that she is actually our guest educator this month inside of Mike Check Society. And she's teaching on being a guest and pitching yourself for podcasts. So you can head over to micchecksociety.com to learn more about Christina's training and get access to it today. Before we jump into today's episode, I do want to let you know that we did have a little technical difficulty a few minutes into the episode. We had some mic issues, so you will hear a change in the audio sound, but the conversation was too good to not release. So let's dive into today's episode. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Clocking In Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals making their way in the working world. I'm your host, Haley Gaffin. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Gaffin Creative, a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. Learn more about our services at gaffincreative.com. Plus, you'll also find resources, show notes, and more for the Clocking In podcast. So let's clock in and get to work. Hey, Christina, thank you so much for coming on Clocking In with Haley Gaffin. I'm honored to have you on the show. So I'm really excited to kick off this conversation about podcast pitches and publicists and everything related to actually getting yourself onto other podcasts. But before we dive too far into this conversation, I'd love to get a little background information on you and how you kind of niched into the podcasting space as a publicist. Hey Haley, hey everyone. Um, I am so jazzed to be here. And yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about podcast pitching. So for me personally, I have worked in the PR and marketing world for over 15 years. Um, I started out after college working in public relations. And that was kind of my first, my first gig, you know, if you will. And from there, um, I went to work for more agencies doing PR and marketing work, event planning, all that type of good stuff. Um, then I had my daughter in 2014 and I, at that time was a senior account executive for an agency where I live in Boise, Idaho. And I was like, we tried, we tried, you know, some of you can probably relate to this, you know, you didn't think you were going to leave your job, but then after you had a kid and you realize, oh, this, this is a lot of work. Um, you know, I tried to, to work, we both my employer and I tried to make it work, but it just couldn't. And so I went, you know, off on my own and really just kind of did some freelance work for a couple of years and then decided that I was going to launch my own online-based business. Um, and that was really in the travel and tourism PR area. And so I did that. And probably like multiple people that are listening right now, I decided that I would do an online course. And so I did an online course. I, you know, I wrote it, I recorded it, all that type of good stuff about how to get publicity for your tourism destination. Um, but when it came to marketing it, I did what all the gurus told me to do as opposed to what I knew to work. 
And it, talk about a real facepalm moment. Like I didn't do any publicity for my course about publicity. <laughs> like, let me just put it that way. So, um, you know, I think about that, that back in time and I'm just like, oh man, you know, but it, it was totally me just being like, well, these people know what they're doing. So I guess like me, that meant like put a bunch of money in ads and, you know, do a lot on social media. It's not to say those things aren't right, or you shouldn't be doing those things. It was just that I didn't do any publicity. And as kind of, you probably should have been able to expect, it was a complete failure. Huge money pit for me, didn't go well, only sold a couple. Um, and so the next time I went to launch that online course, I was like, all right, I'm doing it my way. And so I started to get myself booked on podcasts using those skills that I'd had over my decade plus of agency experience, getting TV, radio, print, all that type of stuff. And the difference I saw to my business was huge. Um, I started to see people just buying my course right off the bat. There didn't need to be some big funnel. There didn't need to be something, whatever. They're like, oh, okay. Well, that no light trust factor had been up dramatically. People reaching out to me about hiring me directly, um, you know, invite invitations to speak on stages across the U.S. talking about my area of expertise. Um, and then 2020 happened. And um, right when lockdown started, I was like, this isn't going to go good for the, for tourism, particularly like that industry and everything started to get locked down. And I had already had an inkling that I was ready to shift into teaching people about this particular marketing method. Um, but you know, I, I just hadn't had the push I needed and well, the universe definitely gave me the push I needed right there. And I was like, all right, let's do this. So I started to teach people how to book themselves on podcasts, which I really enjoyed. But with that, I just had a lot of people that would ask me, but could you just do it? <laughs> and so eventually <laughs> I started to do it, private work for people one-on-one -on -one, and that grew into the agency that we have today. Okay. That's so awesome. I also took my business, um, like kind of exploring in 2020 during the pandemic and ended up leaving my full-time job and moving into this business full-time. So I, totally relate to that. Um, yeah. since, since you are an expert in this field, I would love to know from your perspective, what are a few things that podcast guests should avoid doing in order to be a great guest? I think in order to be a great guest, one of the biggest things that you should avoid doing is not doing your research. You know, I know that most people that are listening to you here have their own podcast, um, and they know what it's like to have a guest come on their show that is completely unprepared, that does not know what they're even here to talk about, who your audience is, you know, anything like that. So I think one of the best ways that you can be a really great guest is to do a little bit of research beforehand. And I'm not talking like hours or, you know, anything like that, but, you know, hopefully you did research before you sent the actual pitch, but I always like to before I'm going to be on a show, listen to an at least one episode of the show, like within the day or two before I'm going to be a guest. Um, and not necessarily the latest episode, like sometimes I'll go back a couple months and be like, oh, that looks like a really like something that genuinely interests me. Go look at a topic, listen to that episode. And when I mention that to the host, like I can't even tell you how many times they're blown away because so many people do not take that time. Yeah. I, I love that research is so important, especially like I've gotten pitches before of things that just don't make sense to my audience. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. And then I've, <laughs> yeah. I've also gotten pitches. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before I've gotten pitches from podcast production companies 
mm-hmm. which are trying to pitch me on taking over the production of my show. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, did you listen to my show? Because it does yep. say I'm a podcast yep. production company. Yep. So I, I have the same thing happens when I see people. So this just happened last week. Someone wrote me. They're like, I, I heard you on such and such show. I would love to get you booked on shows. <laughs> and I like literally, I wrote them back and I was like, this is literally what my agency does. <laughs> like, that's what I talked so about. I don't think you did listen to the episode yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I love that. I love research though. Um, and that being like a, a way for someone to prepare and be a great guest. So, yes. um, what are a few things that would set guests apart on podcasts? Well, definitely the research, like I just mentioned, for sure. Um, The other thing that's really going to set you apart is what you do after the recording is done. And what I mean by that is when Haley and I are done here, we're going to click end on Zoom, right? And I am going to sincerely thank her for having me on the show. And I want you to always be coming from, as a podcast guest, as a place of gratitude Because again, a lot of you are hosts, you know how much work goes in to putting a podcast on. When a guest comes in, yes, there's an exchange of value. I'm going to bring some awesome insights and ideas for your audience and stuff like that. But really the hard work is the host, what they're doing, getting that all edited, getting that out there into the world. And so I want to make sure that you really have that attitude of gratitude when you hit done on the podcast recording. The other thing that I do after that is ask them, okay, now how can I support you? Would you like me to, um, you know, come and teach in your group, in your masterclass? Um, Do you want to do an Instagram live when this episode goes live um, to help promote it? What are those ways that I can also show my support for you and, uh, you know, keep that relationship going? And I think that that's a really great way to set yourself apart because, Again, as all y'all know, there's a lot of people that hit end on record on Zoom, never to be heard from again. And so I think that it's really important that you really make it clear, like, I'm here. I want to keep this relationship going. I appreciate the time and what you're doing by having me be a guest on the show. I love that. And especially something else that I thought of when you were talking was um, when guests, you know, hit end and they're done. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage listeners. If you are guests on shows, make sure you share about the episode that you were on yes. with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have clients all the time who they do. I mean, they put in a lot of either money or time into getting their podcast produced, getting social media graphics created, marketing their show. And mm-hmm. it hurts them so much when a podcast guest doesn't share about their episode because mm-hmm a lot of the success in a podcast comes from word of mouth and comes from people trusting that the person that was a guest on the show is someone that they know and that they love, that they want to go listen to it. And then that's how their show grows. Exactly. If you are a guest, make sure that you're sharing any assets they provide you. And even if they don't, a simple like share from the Spotify app or a screenshot from Apple is a perfect way to do it as well. Love that you brought that up because it's such an easy thing to do that so many people just don't do. And sometimes I'll go on, I'll be teaching or something like that. And people will be like, yeah, well, that's great. You know, hosts send you the stuff. And I'm like, well, honestly, some send you stuff, but like less and less are because the fact of the matter is most people don't share it. Yeah. You're spending this time to create assets and to do this stuff. And then why would they continue to do that? 
if their guests aren't even sharing, you know, and stuff like that. So take advantage of that stuff. I love when people send me that stuff. I do ask them to let me know when the episode goes live though, so that I don't forget to share it. Um, because I do my social media, I don't have someone else that does it, you know? So yeah. like, I'm like, thank you for sending all this, you know, could you also let me know when the episode goes live? And I know that that's an extra step for them, but I want to make sure that I share that information when it goes live. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I like to plan. I mean, I'm a planner. We know when this episode's going live. I know when my mm-hmm. next probably 10 episodes are going live. Yeah. And so I like to tell people, this is my planned date. Things can come up. It can change, but that's my plan date. My goal is to get assets to them as soon as I can. And then from there, I'm going to send that reminder email. So hosts, if you're listening to, um, make sure you're, you're sharing that content, you're sharing those dates, um, all of that important information, but speaking of guests, um, and hosts a couple months ago, an article came out about podcast guests getting paid to be on a podcast. And I'd actually love your take on this concept from both the guests being paid and, or the guest paying to be on a show and that perspective. Absolutely. This is something I will get on my soapbox about. So tuck in everyone, get ready. <laughs> um, uh, because I think this is a really important topic for people to be talking about right now. Um, so from the guest perspective, okay. Um, there, well, actually let me back that up. Okay. Let's start from the podcast host perspective. So as a podcast host, we've already talked about it. You're spending a lot of time and in some cases money to get your podcasts up, running, consistent, all that stuff. All that takes a lot of effort, right. To get it done. So I completely understand the interest (laughs) in charging people to be a guest on your show, right? Like you're like, well, I mean, I'm doing all this work to market them. Like seems fair that they would, you know, pay. And, you know, I'm not talking an exorbitant sum, but let's say like a few hundred dollars to be able to get in front of my audience. I completely understand that point of view. I really, really do. But the thing is ethically, the second that you money is exchanged, that becomes an ad and no longer earned media, no longer publicity. And that means that it's set, there's a whole new set of rules that goes around that. Okay. There's also a whole new set of things that that person can ask from you. Like what exactly are your download numbers? What are you going to do for me? If I pay this amount of money, all these types of things. The other thing is you are really doing a service to your listener. And the reason for that is they, for the most part, don't know that that's been paid for. Now, if you decide that you are going to ask guests for payment and you are going to be really upfront and honest about that, then that means that you're going to disclose multiple times throughout the show that this guest has paid to be on your show or they're a sponsor of the show. Um, they're an advertiser in the show. And you're you're telling people that explicitly multiple times throughout the episode, not just at the end, you know, not just at whatever. That's what the FTC is. Their guidelines are that multiple times you are saying that this is a paid episode. That way your listener is crystal clear that, okay, this person has paid to be on here. They're having a conversation. It's almost like an advertorial, right? Like they're having a conversation and stuff like that, but they know that perspective. And I think that that's really important for you to realize is 
this is what happened in social media 10 years ago with the rise of the influencer. So what happened was people started to just promote things, right? Like these quote unquote influencers would come promote a product in no way disclosing that a company had paid them to promote that product. And so people assumed that this was just a product that this particular person liked and it was something that they really believed in. And that caused sales to happen. When people then found out that they had been paid by this particular company, all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people were like, well, now I don't trust a single thing <laughs> you have to tell me. You know, I don't trust a single thing that you say because I thought that you were doing this because you truly believed in this product. And the FTC came down really hard on social media. That's when you had to start putting hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored, those types of things in your ads. And you definitely still see that today, that people have to do that. And that will happen to podcasts as well. There will come a time that the FTC is going to go, okay, if someone has paid to be a guest on your show, you need to be disclosing that. And there will be ramifications if you're not. I don't know if that's going to be a week from now. I don't know if that's going to be a year from now, two years from now. I have no idea. But I think that you always want to be on the right side of that ethically, no matter what. You are going to be able to be crystal clear with your listeners. Hey, I have never paid someone to be a guest on my show um, or never had someone pay, excuse me, to be a guest on my show. Um, And again, if you do, and you're going to disclose a lot, that's a different story and that's okay. Yeah. Now, as a guest, asked, you know, because that happens. A lot of times we pick, or I shouldn't say a lot of times, but sometimes we pitch shows and we have no idea that they have a, a paid pay to play essentially policy because they don't disclose. Yeah. So then when someone writes us that this just happened uh, the other day with one of my, one of my publicists, someone was like, yeah, we have a $350 fee or whatever to, you know, to have people be on our show. So the question that we ask always is, well, how do you disclose this? And we'll usually give a couple lines, like as the FTC states, da 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 So before we even consider passing this along to our client, we need to know the exact ways that you disclose this information. We also then would want to know exactly how many downloads you have, exactly how many this or that. Most of the time, people don't write us back or <laughs> they waive the fee. Okay, Mm -hmm. but not even if they waive the fee, we typically don't work with them because we then also know, oh, well, but every one of your other episodes um, have been paid for and you're not being ethical about that. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely my thoughts on this are basically just. Don't even in my opinion, it is not worth it to try to ask your guests to pay um, to be on your show, uh, I think that you are going to have a completely different point of view from your consumer. They're just going to then see you as essentially a show just that's an ad. Um, or you're, they're going to find out that people have paid to be guests on your shows and you weren't telling them and they're going to lose all trust in you, your brand, etc. Um, so I really don't think it's worth it. There's plenty of other ways to monetize your podcast that don't involve that. Again, I get it. I also understand that they probably heard from someone else that they started doing that. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, And so just know that like with Haley and with other people, they can tell you other different, better ways that you can be monetizing your show. Yeah, absolutely. I am so glad you said that and you shared that perspective because I 
have it. I mean, at one point I was um, pitching for a client of mine just to get her on yeah. shows as she was sure, going yeah. and growing her brand. And um, I don't, I don't pitch anymore. <laughs> I send them to you, <laughs> but I'm happy to do it <laughs> at that time. Like I came across an application and it, and I had listened to this podcast so many times and yeah. it's a huge, I won't like drop the podcast name, but it's a big podcast out there. Um, and I went to apply and at the yeah. very, I finished, like I had completed the application. The very last box said, I agree to pay $5,000 to be a guest on this podcast. And I was like, oh, I just wasted like 20 minutes filling out this application for that. Yep. <laughs> and, and now I don't look at this show the same. I'm guessing yeah, as well. I, I don't listen to it because now I know they've never disclosed that they mm-hmm. We're I bet I know what guests. show you're talking about. I'll, I'll ask <laughs> we'll you. Check it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where like, I mean, I get it. I, every client that I have, if they want to monetize, my recommendation is if they don't have something in their business to monetize with, then they need to go to ads. And how mm-hmm. do you charge for ads that the podcast industry is crazy about ads in that they are so cheap, um, for the, like for the add the sponsor to get a placement, yeah. but it does not benefit the podcast host and all the work they're putting in. So my recommendation to my clients is if you cannot cover the costs of outsourcing to me, I don't want you to put an ad on your show, drive traffic to your business. Don't worry about mm-hmm. monetizing in a way that's not going to cover your bottom line costs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I couldn't imagine having the guest pay. <laughs> I think yeah. I, as, as a producer, I just know how much my clients put the strategy behind their business into their podcast. Mm-hmm. And essentially what most of my clients, I will say most, not all, most of my clients, if they were to have their guests pay to be on my, on their show, they would be paying for a platform to drive business to someone else's brand, not to the guest brand. It would be to their own. So I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this, like the whole pitching concept of paying and Mm -hmm. it's rough because (laughs) I know the money that goes into it, but I also know like the, the value behind just being an honest (laughs) podcaster too. So yes, yes. I mean, uh, uh, having a podcast is all about building and strengthening your brand. Right. So a couple hundred dollars worth <laughs> having everybody that's listened to you then not trust you anymore right. and what you're going to say. And it doesn't matter if it's $20 or if it's $2,000. If any money is exchanged, then again, it goes into the ad uh, territory. Yeah. And yeah, just in my opinion, it's just not uh, definitely not worth it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing about that because I know you had shared about it on Instagram a while back and that's what like started this whole conversation. I was like, Oh, I've not seen anyone talking about this yet. Um, but since we're talking about pitching and a lot of our, our listeners are both hosts, but also they are hopeful to be hosts one day, or even just considering pitching themselves because hosts can Mm -hmm. pitch themselves too and not know where to start. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So if they are thinking about pitching, what is the number one piece of advice you would give them? Number one piece of advice I would give is be strategic. 
Um, and that might seem like a real no brainer to people. Like they're like, yeah, obviously. But I think that a lot of, a lot of people just kind of try to get on whatever shows they can, right? They just kind of like reach out to maybe their friends and their acquaintances and, and stuff like that. And that's all good. Like it, you're, that's okay to do that. If you know, like, okay, this might not necessarily move the needle in my business, but it'll be really fun for me to be on the show and I want to do it. Or um, it'll help me practice honing my message, right? Before I start to go out to some bigger shows. All good. I'm not saying don't be on other shows. It, it, it's all a plus. But if you're doing it to actually move the needle in your business, then you need to be really specific about the shows that you're trying to get on. And the main thing that you want to be thinking about is your ideal audience member, your ideal customer, right? And be trying to get in front of shows that are listened to by those people. Now, one thing I want to be clear on, do not get caught up in the size of the show. I think this is a big mistake that people make a lot of the time. Um, they'll be like, we don't know the download numbers. So you'll, you'll find this as you're a guest, like, you know, the download numbers as a host of your own show, but you also know that that's not public information. And so that means that when we're pitching a show for a client, we don't know how many downloads that show gets. We're going off of the quality of their show, who is listening to their show. Um, you know, maybe there were some reviews that they have, et cetera. Um, and I think that this is, that this is important to know is like, focus on the audience. Um, Cause you know, I'll, I'll hear from someone like, they'll be like, well, it's a pretty, you know, I think that it's a pretty small show. Like maybe they only get like 50 or a hundred downloads a week. Like, I don't know if it's really worth my time. And I'm like, well, are they your ideal customers? And they're like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, how is taking like one hour of your day not worth your time? If someone were to write me and be like, Hey, Christina, Will you come speak to an audience of 50 of your ideal customers at this event that we have going on? Girl, I'd be booking that ticket, booking that hotel room. Like I would be there. And you need to think about that. You are getting their uninterrupted um, listening. There is a stat out there. 85% of podcast listeners listen to the entire episode. So you are able to get it all out there, lay it out there, direct people exactly where you want to go. Um, and I just it, like, that is a big mistake I see people see because they're just like, well, I just want to be on the big, uh, I want to be on this big show. I want to be on this big show. I want to be on this show. Okay, well, you got to be on a lot of other shows before you do that. So be strategic and be getting in front of your right audience, no matter the size. Oh, yes. I, I, well, I even have to tell this to podcast hosts or like people who are in the process of launching when they ask me what good download numbers are. And I always have to say, it's going to be based on your goal. Like if your right. goal is just to grow a huge podcast, then high podcast downloads are going to be important to you. But if yeah. your goal is to drive, you know, traffic to your business or to sell a product or whatever, 20 downloads is not a bad number. Like I wish people yeah. could, could, um, and it, well, it takes a lot of getting in it and having those 20 people and only those 20 people listening and then selling a product and being like, Oh, okay. It does work. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. no, I'm glad you said mm -hmm. that. And then I was kind of shocked that your answer was strategy. Um, I don't know what I was expecting you to say uh, in regards to like what your tip would be or what a, the number one piece of advice would be. So strategy is, I mean, I'm so glad you said it. I did not, when I first started getting on podcasts as a business mm -hmm. owner, mm -hmm. I didn't have a product to send them to. All I had were services, which is fine, but yeah. like, 
I didn't know how to capture that person in that moment. (laughs) Yes. Once you're done with that, you can't like, once you're done recording, walk it back. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As soon as I jumped off my first interview, I was like, I told them where to find me, but I didn't offer them anything. Like there's no freebie. There's no sell. There's nothing. So I, I love that you said that because I definitely approached it the wrong way. And I mean, I learned my lesson very quickly. I have a freebie in case I don't have something I'm launching, but I'm glad you said that about strategy because that is so, so important. And I see it happen all the time in my clients, guests that come on the show and they, they leave you with nothing. Um, and it's something I'll like even reach out and say, Hey, you know, I saw you have this freebie. I'm going to link it in the show notes today in case someone goes and reads the show notes, because I think it's valuable and you can grab them. And, but in case you want to mention it for future episodes, here you go. (laughs) I love that you do that. That's awesome. Because I have people that talk to me, I call them, um, I have a persona for this in particular that I talk about and it's unsure this works Ursula, forgive me. I was just at Disney. Um, but I think that it's really important to understand that unsure this works. Ursula has probably been on some podcasts before, but she had no idea what she was doing. There was no strategy behind it. It was very much just like, well, people say I need to get on podcasts. So I'm going to get on podcasts Mm -hmm. and going and not talking about the things that really matter to her business. And to your point, not having a really strong call to action to get people, you know, on her list, in her funnel, following her on social, um, all those types of things. So I couldn't agree more. And I mean, it's true for me, it's my number four strength and strength finders a strategy. Like that's what I'm all about. But I do think that it's, it's what makes publicity and a lot of this type of stuff worth it is for you to really put strategy behind it and not just be wasting your time on, on things that don't really matter. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And speaking of strategy and all of that, I really do appreciate you coming on today. How can our listeners connect with you? What is it that you offer one-on-one? Is there anything that you want to tell our listeners about? Absolutely. It'd be really awkward if I didn't have a call to action right now. (laughs) After just talking about all that. And then I'm like, well, I don't know. I'll just go to my website. Um, No, we, uh, what I have that I love to direct people to is at podcastpublicityquiz.com. And it's a really fun interactive quiz where you can figure out what the next best route is for you, whether that's learning how to do podcast pitching yourself, um, you know, or potentially having our team do it on your behalf. So we offer a service, which is our pitch broker service that is really the bread and butter of our business, where we pitch on behalf of clients. We take that strategy, we really, you know, get them in front of their ideal customers. Um, And if that sounds like something that you would be interested in, then the podcastpublicityquiz.com is a great way to get there and you can apply for that service there as well. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes, um, along with all of your social and your website too. Um, I appreciate you coming on today and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, um, everyone starts to pitch themselves and really think about getting on other podcasts after listening. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. 
Hey y'all, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Christina is just full of knowledge in the publicity and pitching world, especially when it comes to podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, I think you're going to love the training inside of Mike Check Society that Christina is doing this month. It is now available in the Mike Check Society dashboard, which you can get access to at MikeCheckSociety.com. Make sure you head to the show notes for today's episode to get links for everything mentioned, and you can get access to Mike Check Society as well. See you next time. This has been another episode of the Clocking In Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at gaffincreative.com. Thank you so much for your listenership and support. If you love this episode, I'd be so honored if you'd leave me a review in the Apple Podcast app. Until next time, I'm your host, Haley Gaffin, clocking out. Thank you.